The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfy with the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with Host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning. RobGolfie.com is the website you want to track down if you are in the market to sell your home. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Take advantage of the still red-hot housing market in Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara as well. The GTA still red. It's red-hot all over the place. And call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Don't Uh, fret we will uh, give you those digits throughout the program as usual if you're on social media twitter facebook instagram check out the golfy team there's listings awesome videos connect with the team as well through social media if you have a question for the golfy team or you're thinking about a topic that you want us to talk about send them an email questions at robgolfy.com is the email address again that is questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a listener email from Frank in Ancaster who is uh, starting to become a regular contributor to the show, and we really appreciate it because he's got another interesting question. We'll get to that a little later on in the program. We'll talk about multiple offers and why, in this case, Rob has a story of uh, why uh, uh, this individual or individuals should have listened to the pros. And we're also going to get to what is happening with the appointment center. And I have a question, what the heck is the appointment center? But we'll get to that in a matter of seconds. Uh, First off the hop, though, Thursday was the one-year anniversary of COVID-19 being declared a global pandemic. And, And Rob, I mean, everyone's world was flipped upside down, and that was no different in the real estate market. When you reflect over the last 12 months, what comes to mind? You know, I, I remember uh, I was with a friend of mine. We were walking uh, early in the morning, and uh, we usually do our morning walks. And uh, he's in the uh, uh, automotive industry, like uh, uh, car dealerships, and we both were scared. Like, we both did not know what was going to happen, where it was going. This is, this is an unknown. This is an unknown to all of us. We know, this is, nobody's experienced this. In, uh, and... Uh, and, and, and it was kind of a feeling that it's an unsure feeling. And I can imagine people uh, in the Middle East that, you know, are escaping their countries and everything. They're, they're leaving their home and stuff like that. That's a lot worse. I mean, this, this here, what we're experiencing was bad, but is not as bad as what people, uh, when they're leaving their country because of um, yeah, turmoil war, war going in disease, with the government. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but... But yeah, I'll never forget it. I'll, I, I always bring it up. I remember, I remember that week when uh, we were just talking about it and I didn't know, didn't know. I, 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 everybody thought, you know, the world was going to, you know, be shattered. I mean, this is where, you know, you worked so hard all your life and then all of a sudden all the hard work that you put into whatever you were doing in business or whatever 
is just going to be shattered and, and, and uh, put down. And it was a scary moment. Yeah, there was, there's, I think, two rules of thought, or at least two thought processes going on in people's minds. Was Number one is, yeah, the doom and gloom, you know, the world has ended as we know it, and, and I think that thought was correct. The other, uh, on the polar opposite was, yeah, it'll be a couple months and, and you know, we'll be back to normal, and it certainly has, has not been that. Um, what has been, has there been one or maybe two or a handful of things that have popped out because of the pandemic that have, have has really been a plus for the real estate market? Well, you know, like everybody thought the real estate market was going to go the other way. And, uh, and I would, and, and I was worried about that too, because I mean, who knows, like nobody can predict, predict what the market's going to be like. And, um, so I thought, you know, there was going to be a downturn in the market. Uh, people aren't going to move and whatever closings happened were happened prior to that was just going to happen. And I was a little worried. And, uh, but then, uh, April, it was quiet, and then things started picking up in May, and then June, and then as the summer went along, it just started getting faster and ramped, and it ramped up even more. And uh, by October, uh, uh, it, we were hitting like major numbers. November, December was the peak of last year, and uh, January and February this year has just been incredible. It, it was even it even surpassed last year's numbers, and it's just and so far. It's continuing to go on and on. Hmm. Speaking of numbers, we have a, a fancy graph in front of us, and we'll try to our, our best to project you know, what it looks like and what it means to our listeners tuning in today to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. But this is uh, basically a breakdown of your appointment center. And year over year, uh, March to March, 2020 to 2021, uh, you guys have recorded a 95.1% increase in appointments. That is massive. It is massive. So last year, there was no pandemic based on this, uh, the March 1st to the March 6th week. And there was, you know, uh, close to uh, 3,000, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, appointments. And this year, March 1st to the 6th, there was uh, 5,800 appointments. So so the buyers are out there. They, they are out there. And I was reading an article that 20, I think 25% of the millennials, if I'm correct, I, I, I have to remember this, have purchased already, hmm. 25%. But uh, it's showing you that um, the, the market's just strong. And, it's, and the graph on the bottom, it shows you, look how far it starts up way high yeah. And uh, for the appointment center. So, so we're 95, 95.1% above last year's numbers when it comes to appointments uh, uh, for homes. And it says up the top, it says, so for every listing that sold, it averaged 21.2 appointments on the index. So like some houses you're getting 100 uh, appointments and some houses you're getting 10 before it's sold. But the average appointment Per sold listing was 21.2. So does, does appointment necessarily mean a showing? Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, appointments means it's a showing. So, so a house goes up for sale and, uh, somebody, uh, like an agent puts it up for sale and there's, uh, 20 showings on it. So they'll record, we will record that 20 showings. And then if there's a sale, uh, happening, we'll say, okay, by the time the sale happened, there was 20 showings. So that gets recorded and it gets averaged out with all the other uh, showings. Right. So the higher end ones will have less showings because there's not as many buyers in that price point. 
And so it'll average out for the lower end homes, but it averaged out to 21.2%, uh, 21 showings per listing sold. So not only was it the highest number of appointments in one week from March 1st to 6th ever, uh, with a 95% uh, spike, 5,831 total appointments during that time frame, but Friday, March the 5th, for, for whatever reason, was the highest number of appointments ever in a single day. 1,454 appointments in one day. That's know, astronomical. It's incredible. Uh, it, it's incredible. So, th- so that day... And, and sometimes it's good to go back and I can bring the average back and see if Fridays are the biggest showing day. So people, I mean, if they're coming from out of town, they're coming in on, on Friday, they're probably leaving early for work and they want to get in there before anybody else can, because they know the weekends are busy for showings. but it, it looked like Friday was busy. Even Thursday uh, had uh, pretty strong, uh, pretty strong numbers on Thursday. So it just, uh, it, it shows you that, uh, uh, Thursday and Friday, and then obviously Saturday is is a big day uh, for showings. Mm-hmm. The top five price ranges uh, in Hamilton. I, I guess this shouldn't be much of a surprise, but uh, from March first to the sixth, the hottest price range was five fifty to six hundred k. But that's very much different than the previous week when it was nine hundred k to a million. That, that's quite the change. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it's funny how that works out. Every week, every week is different. That's why markets are different. So you can never, you can never, like our markets change week by week. And you can't just go by and say, well, here's the market and it should be, it should be like this. It's not like the old days. The old days, you know, you pretty well can gauge the market by quarter or every six months or whatever. But right now, you uh, markets change week by week, day by day, and uh, and you have to be on top of it. You have to know what's going on. And I remember there's times where markets do change, like one, one week to the next, and it's like, what happened? Like, what changed? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just a gradual. It's just like like uh, like a you hit a, tra- uh, you hit a transport truck and you just stop. And but it just changes just rapidly. And then these indicators are good to follow. Uh, especially how many appointments uh, there have been, how many, uh, you know, showings. And, and it gives you a good indicator of uh, week at the same week the previous year and in the past five years. It gives you an indication. It also gives you an indication when the best time is to sell your house in a, in a normal market. And we are in the normal market, but we're in a pandemic market, so we don't know. So things have to, you know, work itself out back to the normal uh, market. Um, I mean, a lot of people have times to look at houses right now. So because they're, you know, they're either working at home or they're not working. So, but, uh, but yeah, we have, it's a great indicator to, to gauge and we have all that information. The uh, average price in Burlington right now is just over a million dollars. So it should be no surprise that the top five price ranges, number one on the list uh, last week and the current week was one to $2 million. That's, that's really the sweet spot in Burlington, isn't it? It is. It is. If you're looking in Burlington and you want something decent, yeah, and you want a detached home, you got to be looking. It's over a million dollars that you got to be looking for. One point five million will still get you a nice home in Burlington, decent enough. But you may have to put some uh, rentals into it. But uh, definitely, uh, uh, over a million is is what you're going to have to look for in Burlington if you want to move to Burlington. 
And the top uh, five price ranges in Niagara is uh, number one on the list uh, the last couple of weeks now, 450 to 500 k So some pretty good stats uh, from the appointment center of uh, the golfy team. And uh, listen, if you want to make an appointment, you want to call the team, you should be uh, you know, secure in knowing that the golfy team, yeah, we're, we're, we're one year plus into the pandemic, uh, is conducting business super safely. So you can be rest assured that you will be taken care of uh, uh, in, in all regards. RobGolfie.com is the website you want to go to. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. And check them out, the Golfie team, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. When we come back, a story about multiple offers, and we'll get to Frank's listener email coming up next here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. On the line once again, Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. That phone number is 905 575 7700. 905 905- Five seven five seven seven zero zero online at robgolfi.com. That's rob g o l f i dot com. They're all over social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Awesome videos. Check out the latest listings. Again, check out the Golfie team on social media. If you have a question for the Golfie team, or hey, you want us to toss around a topic on a future program, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a listener email from Frank. Stay tuned for that. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But you have a story, Rob, about multiple offers. And, um, uh, well, this person should have listened to the pros. Yeah, so we ended up putting a house up for sale. And I met, I met with this uh, couple. And we sat down. This was on the Hamilton Mountain. We sat down. And we figured the value of the property was 700000 right? So um, we discussed at listing at 700 or even 650. So they didn't want to take the chance of going 650 because they thought they were going to get, um, you know, lower offers. Like, you know what I mean? They weren't going to get it, you know, cause they still, they, they didn't know how the market was really. So we ended up putting uh, the house up for 700,000. We held offers for four days and the highest offer we got was 720. So we only got twenty thousand dollars more, mm-hmm. and they weren't satisfied with that number. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, so we 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 rejected the offer at seven twenty. Can you imagine? Uh, you know, you're you're a person putting an offer in seven twenty over asking, and you tell, sorry, this is not the price that they want. They were looking for more. Wow. it's very upsetting for the for the buyer. So anyway, we uh, we rejected that offer. We took the house off the market for a week, and I said, okay, let's do it. Let's if you really want to do this, you got to do it my way. So took it off the market for a week. We put it back on the market for 650,000. Okay. So we dropped it 50,000. We held offers for about five, six days. And, uh, on the day of that, we had the offer 
we had 12 offers. Third, we almost had 13, one person backed out. So we had 12 offers. We sold it for $795,000. What? Yes. Uh, I think it was 140,000 different. Wow. See, see, see the difference, uh, Rick, how it can make a difference. So, and I said to them, let's do it my way. I know I can get you more money. And we did that and we got them $195,000. Incredible. That shows you the difference between experience and non-experience. That's the difference out there. Uh, when you're putting a house up for sale, uh, you have to have the confidence. And, it, and it, sometimes people call us and they, and, and they uh, say, hey, Rob, I want to give, you know, we'd like an evaluation done on your house. And we'll give them a price what we think a willing buyer is willing to go with, right? So they want our expertise, but they've got their inexperienced family member that is going to put the house up for sale. We don't know that till after. And <laughs> yeah. basically we call them, hey, listen, how come you didn't use us? Well, my cousin's a real estate agent. And, you know, so they were using us because they weren't sure about his expertise. Right. The big mistake they make is they don't know the market that well. Um, we give them a general idea what the price is, but if they're holding offers, they may experience a mistake like that, that they can leave money on the table. So people be very, very careful on, uh, when you're putting your house up for sale, I look at every single situation when the house is going up for sale, uh, in my office here, when I, one of our agents goes out, we say, this is, this is, you know, what is the value now? Okay. Here's what we need to do. Here's the game plan. Here's the structure. Here's how we're going to organize it. Um, like, and that person that paid the seven ninety five that I was telling you about, we made sure we got that deposit that day, huh. that day, because we didn't want them to sleep overnight on that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want them to wake up in the morning with a cold sweat, say, "What did I do? Yeah. What did I buy?" <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine the home sellers in this case originally listing for seven hundred k. You convincing them to drop to six fifty after taking it off the market for a week. They must have been sweating, thinking. Man, we we just declined seven twenty. Now we're going to yeah. six fifty. How are we going to get back to that? And it not yeah. only went back to that number; it, it absolutely rocketed past it. It, it, it rocketed past it. So the, it, it's and it, now some people the big mistake they make uh, realtors is they take it off the market and they relist it the day after. Big 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 mistake. You need to you almost need to have a clean uh, slate. Just give it a good wipe and then and then start fresh. There's new buyers coming into the marketplace all the time right now it, 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 it because of the frenzy because how fast paced it is new buyers are coming into the market steadily so that's why i took it off i didn't want to put you know uh, cancel the listing and then put it back up the next day it, it, people are gonna say what the heck happened with that listing why, why is it up now like you know so we wanted to give a clean slate and we did that and that's how and that's how you do it like that's like we, 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 we took a second. We originally, I really originally wanted to list it for six fifty. That's what I, my original, but they were too scared to do that. Mm -hmm. So, but then they go, Hey guys, this is all you're getting. I'm telling you, you know, now we went with a little bit below, uh, market value. And, and then we, uh, uh, had, I can't remember. We had about 50 showings on that property and we had 12 offers wow. and yeah, so how, it, how it, it worked out well for the sellers. They're very happy. And uh, now they, they, they listen to everything we say. <laughs> <laughs> How big of an impact was, because the price was dropped, and we know that when people go on to uh, real estate websites, uh, whether it's MLS or whatever the case is, and they're doing their search, and they'll usually have that kind of price uh, window, 
Um, how big of a factor was it, do you think, that because it was under 700K, a lot of people may have been looking at that price point, you know, you know, show me everything upwards of, of 699, and, and now they would have seen that house. They, they would have seen it. We did get some, some people mention that, well, how come you guys dropped the price? You had it at 700, and I uh, just say, look, uh, it just was the, the uh, wrong at the time, and uh, we're just redoing it, that's all. And um, so, I mean, um, we tried it, and it, it didn't work at the 700. We put it at 650, and it worked. So um, does it, it, it does work. You just have to know the market well enough to know it works. If we did it, if we did it the first time, it would have been, uh, it would have probably been, it could have been maybe not as good. It could have been maybe, maybe we would have got 770, mm-hmm. maybe not 795. That's the difference. Every, like I said, every week is different. Different buyers come every week. But that's the funny thing is, if people can afford up to 700, obviously, and they're going up to, they're going pretty close to 800. So obviously they've been pre-approved for a lot more than what they, they were looking at. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. What a difference but, uh, a week makes. That's for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. 140,000. We just sold another one for 135,000 around the corner from there. Just, it's just incredible. We, we listed it again at 650, a different one. And actually, no, at 650, we got 800. That was a bungalow. The other one, well, the one that, that I sold was a back split. And the other one that we sold another agent on my team and she sold it for 800,000, a bungalow. And we're like, what's going on in this? Wow. So, but anyways, it's just, that's just the way the market is. When a for sale sign goes up on a lawn, and it's happened on my street and in my in my neighborhood, you know, we, we see them all the time. It gets people thinking about what is my home worth? How much did that home uh, sell for? What's it listed at? What does that mean for my property? It really engages couples and families and neighbors talking about, you know, what if I put my house up for sale? What could I get for it? Do you get a lot of those calls to say, hey, you know, a house just down the street has a for sale sign. It's listed at this. Uh, can you do an evaluation? Does that for sale sign really conjure up a lot of that chatter? Sometimes it does. So, for instance, like the house that sold close to 800000 So if another house on that street uh, is similar to it and they call us, we will tell them, do not list at 800,000 because <laughs> they're not going to get it. Yeah. They have to list maybe at 700,000 or, se- or 685 to get the, the thing. But now that the area has got a, a, a comparable, it'll drive that market up. So the next one will, and l- unless the market changes and stops, then, then that, that'll change. Mm-hmm. But now there's two houses in that neighborhood that the Golpy team sold that sold one for seven ninety five and one for eight hundred thousand. It'll support that neighborhood now. Wow. It'll it'll support it. So somebody can go in there and list at seven or seven fifty and probably get eight hundred on their house uh, because we just bumped up that market in that neighborhood for for those uh, for that area. Yeah, for sure. There's a new benchmark there to uh, to start up. Um, all right, let's go to the listener email. We have an email from Frank in Ancaster who's uh, sent in a couple of. Uh, questions and, and scenarios. Uh, so we really appreciate uh, his input. And again, if you're listening out there and you have a question uh, that you would like to uh, have addressed on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition here on 900 CHML, send your question to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. So Frank in Ancaster writes, Hello, gentlemen. What is the current base listing fee and realty cost at final sale including the land transfer cost plus any other applicable subsidiary amount to the seller. So, okay. So buying a home is likely going to be the largest purchase in your life. So when you sell the real estate commission is likely to be the biggest fee you'll ever pay in in a lifetime. So 
you know, what, what are commissions and who pays them? So a commission is a fee you typically pay to a real estate agent to list the property as well as the agent who represents the buyer. But that commission may or may not be split evenly between both agents. So it, it depends on what the, the agent or team is offering. Now, it is negotiable, but you get what you pay for. It's just like any other service that, uh, that you are um, um, hiring. So, for instance, you always hear the, uh, the scenario, you know, you get what you pay for. And, and, and when you're dealing with the biggest and most expensive, you know, uh, investment uh, that you have, you don't want to risk. But, uh, but yeah, you can, there's so many different ways you can do it. And it, and it just depends on, on how much activity you want in your house. Now, commissions are ranging from, you know, three and a half to 5%, 6%. It just depends on what they have to offer. Average agent that doesn't have too much to offer, they may end up going at 4%. Um, it just depends on what's involved. Now, you don't pay unless it's sold. You do not pay any commission unless it's sold. So, so for instance, what we do is when we put a house up for sale, we'll stage it. We do the 3D tour. We do the videos and we do the photography. Uh, we do some virtual staging. We do everything. We spend thousands on your house and it's no risk to you. It's my risk. I take the full risk as, uh, as, as the agent. And, uh, and because I want to get, there's two key factors there. I want to sell it, but I also want to sell it fast. Uh, for top dollar. So now when I, when you're getting top dollar, obviously you're going to be very happy with that. And then, and, and you're, and, and you'll have no problem paying whatever fee that we uh, structured it. Um, so you just have to look at what agents have to offer. And, um, and we have departments for everything that we have. For instance, um, the one thing you, you've got to be careful is there's HST on commission. So, so let's say uh, a house is listed for, um, uh, let, let's say $100,000. The commission is 5%, let's just say. So your, your commission is going to be $5,000 plus HST. So you always got to remember that. People seem to forget sometimes there's, a, uh, there's HST on all services. No matter what you're doing in life, uh, no matter what you're buying, there's HST. Always remember that. He also mentions that, is there any land transfer uh, uh, cost? There is no land transfer cost. Uh, land transfer cost is only, uh, and that's called land transfer tax. It's only on when you're purchasing a property. So when you're selling a property, uh, there's the commission fee and plus the HST and then the legal fee. Now legal fees usually work out from, they can work out from 800 to $1,500 plus disbursement. So let's just say your legals are going to be close to $2,000 and that'll, that, that should cover whatever, um, your closing deal is depending what mortgages you have on the property, depending if there's any anything on, on title that has to be discharged, uh, that needs, needs a little bit extra effort. So you're looking at uh, that for the legal fees, but again, no land transfer tax. Wow. So Frank, a great question and a great answer from Rob, and hopefully that answers all your questions. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And uh, speaking of episodes, we're coming up on, is it five years of the Golfy Real Estate Show? Can you imagine that? In a couple of weeks' is time. Five years? Five years. Oh. Time has so flown we're by. In, we're, we're, are we in our fifth year? It's, I think we're approaching year number six. So this is, 
This is the end of five years. I don't know. I'm bad at math, but I know we've been I'm doing it for a at, while. Yeah, I didn't realize. Time goes by fast. A lot faster. Tell me We're about aging it. like uh, like like dogs. Is it every seven years? It's one year for. <laughs> so I'm, we're like we're like uh, dogs. You know, they they age. Uh, you know, seven years every year. I can't believe that. That's been going by quick. Yeah, that's uh, and listen, we we've talked about uh, so many different things on this show. It's been uh, it's been a blast, and I know that uh, the next year is going to be uh, as fun, if not more, because uh, you know, as, as vaccines get into people's arms and we get that herd immunity and we can hopefully knock on wood return to some form of a form of normalcy uh we'll uh, be able to do uh, you know different topics uh, on the show and, and maybe be back in the studio how about that uh I'm when looking we, forward to it yeah when we come back we'll talk about uh, canada and new zealand both countries have very hot housing markets but only one has plans to cool things down. We'll tackle that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. On the line once again from One Markland is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfy.com, the hottest listings in Hamilton and Burlington at robgolfy.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, are you on those social media platforms? Well, you will want to follow the Gulfy team on social media. So Canada and New Zealand uh, both have red-hot housing markets. We certainly know that in Canada. Well, New Zealand seems to be the same as well, but it appears that the government of New Zealand really wants to slam the brakes on their hot housing market. And in trying to do so, they want to try to make it harder to get a mortgage. Uh, we have a comment from the deputy governor, uh, Jeff Baskand, who said last month, quote, we are now concerned about the risk a sharp correction in the housing market poses for financial stability. There is evidence of a speculative dynamic emerging with many buyers becoming highly leveraged. Um, I should also mention that the Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem uh, referenced this scenario, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, saying yeah. basically that you know their main focus, the central bank's main focus in this country is getting the economy back on track after this uh, pandemic. Uh, that's priority number one. Uh, we know that earlier this week, the uh, overnight key lending rate from the Bank of Canada was uh, held as it has been at 0.25%. So really, Canada isn't uh, considering slowing down the hot, hot housing market at all, New Zealand is going the other way. How do you think this is going to play out? I, I think New Zealand is going to go through some uh, um, some problems if they if they interfere with what the market's doing. Um, what they're going to do is they're going to they're they're going to 
try to slow down the market. They're saying that uh, the first time buyer has to come up with 20%. So they're going to knock out every first, every first time buyer out there, unless he's got uh, help from a family that has money. So that's going to, that's going to hurt that. Now, every investor that wants to buy a house, maybe to flip or to just in, invest and, and rent out, they have to come up with $40,000, uh, sorry, 40% of the down payment. It's going to be tough. They're, they're making it, they're making it tough. And, and what's it going to do? It is going to slow down the market rapidly, but, but now they're interfering with na- like nature now that like, let it, let it, let it take its course. And I think they're worried because I think the banks are worried in New Zealand, maybe because uh, people are leveraged. I mean, it's no, it's the same, no matter where you go around the world. Now it. It, it's hard to tell where the market's going to go. I don't think the market's going to do uh, a, a, a vast downswing anytime soon. I think what happens what happens when the market changes, and and, and it, I remember this in 2017. Quickly, it happened um, in uh, in uh, April, the end of April, May, and also it happened in uh, 2008 at the end of 2008, beginning of 2009. And also, it happened in 1990, April. Now, all three different different ways of happening. Now, in 2017, things slowed down. Multiple offers weren't happening. Things slowed down. There was a little bit of, uh, of a correction in the market, but not enough. Not so that you, that you paid you know, 25 30% too much. There'll be a little bit of correction. You're still safe. You're still sound. And you, you know, just wait six months to a year, you're back on track and you're back going again. Now I don't, and, and that's what I think New Zealand is worried about of, of a huge downturn and they're going to create the downturn themselves. So they're basically controlling the, the, uh, the economics of that country right now, what they're, what they're planning on doing. I think it's a scary thing. I mean, we'll find out if they do it. And, and, and I think they're implementing this, uh, first of May, I think it says on here, uh, mm-hmm. Rick. Yeah. First, first to May, they're implementing it. We'll know right away. And then Canada can watch them make the mistake or they may follow. Who knows? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, they're, they're just going to put more pressure on the rental market because, I mean, if, if you can't drum up 20 percent or, or, you know, even harder, 40 percent um, when that next kind of benchmark falls, I mean, you're going to be stuck in the rental market basically forever. And that really stunts the housing market uh, at the end of the day. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure that is uh, the way to go. I know Canada is focused on creating more affordable housing. There's a national program in that respect. So I think that's probably the route that uh, New Zealand should go. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, in, in terms of what the Canadian government is doing, making that affordable housing project a go uh, seems to be a, a bigger plus in, in my mind. Uh, someone in Toronto is selling their garage for $729,000. We're going to paint that picture for you and give you more details when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And 
one more go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio, uh, in his own studio at One Markland is Rob Golfy, sale rep- sales representative with Remax's Skirtman Realty, the Golfy team. If you have a question for the Golfy team or a topic idea, send them an email, questions at robgolfy.com. That's questions at robgolfy.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. If you are selling your home, you want to take advantage of the red hot housing market right now. 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com and check out the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, interesting story and they're usually out of Toronto when you're talking about small structures and I'll say structure because this is a structure, it's not really a home. There's a garage um, on the Toronto housing market for, <laughs> it's listed for $729,000. It is literally a garage, and I'm not even sure a vehicle can fit in there. It's got a front door and a window. It's between two homes. There's kind of a driveway. This is insane. Yes, uh, and I think the I think the property was 20 or 21 feet wide. I, I'm just looking for it, it. It's 20 by 100. 100. Yeah, 20 by 100. So, so originally uh, they bought it. So the neighbor must have owned the property next door to it, and at one time they must have severed it. And on that on that property, they severed uh, the uh, the garage was on that property. So they said, "Hey, this is a, a building lot." But basically, somebody bought the garage, or or really, they bought a building lot mm-hmm. for seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars. I think it was seven hundred thirty thousand dollars, and uh, and it's incredible. So, um, and they're not going to get a big house on there. I mean, I don't even know if you could put a, gar- a garage in a with a house that has twenty feet wide. I mean. Isn't the garage 20 feet wide itself? <laughs> it's, it's like, pretty close. So it's going to be a very, very narrow uh, property. It's going to be tied up against the other houses. Yeah. And there's not going to be much room because you need, you need a little space between each house too. Like, like so the, the city is, that house may only end up being 16 feet wide after they, like, they get approvals for building permits and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a 20-foot wide property, but you need, you need so many feet on each side of the property again from your neighbor. Oh, you know, so that's going to be, that's going to be a big issue. So whoever bought it, maybe not, uh, didn't really think it out through, uh, quite, uh, they should have. Yeah. Uh, but 730,000. Another story here is, um, uh, Rick, I did have, uh, 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 somebody did call me that they wanted to sell their garage and they bought, they bought a garage, uh, I think two, two years ago and it, the garage backed onto the alleyway and it was a separate deeded property, had its <laughs> own hydrometer. And, and it was a good big size garage. So I got called and I looked at it and, uh, and I said, you know what? It, like it was almost good for me cause I, cause I could have used it for storage for my, uh, staging, um, 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 uh, furniture, right? Like we stage a lot of houses right? and it was a big garage in the alleyway. Um, the one thing I, I found that like, I've never seen this before. There's no comparables. You just put a price on it and you got to figure it out. But the one thing I, I said to the uh, gentleman that, uh, that had it, that, uh, that was thinking about selling it, was um, I said to him, I go, if anybody's looking for a garage like this, they're either driving a van or, or a truck, and, I, and you can't drive through here. Like, like on the one end of the alleyway, it's too tight for a truck or a van to get through. Hmm. So basically, you got to pull in, and then you got to back up. And, and that's difficult uh, for anybody that's looking at buying a garage for storage, could be an electrician, plumber, you know, anybody that wants to just keep your supplies and just go there. Um, so 
the people I've never saw this before. I've never even knew there, that, that this existed in Hamilton, but there was a, a, a garage uh, that somebody wanted to sell. And if they do want, if, if somebody's looking for that, let me know, call me. I got, I know the guy, <laughs> you know, I can, <laughs> uh, I can connect you with him because, uh, but I, uh, it's not for sale, but he, he does want to sell it. And, uh, if you're looking and it, and it was big, like you could fit probably five cars in this, in this shop, wow. this, this, uh, garage. So, I mean, if you've got something that you just want to park and, 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 you know, put storage stuff, this is a, a great, uh, great little, uh, building. Yeah. But, but if you're looking, if you've got a cube van, you can't drive through the alleyway. Wow. That's all there's to it. Well, we got less than a minute to, to go, but two other things that stood out to me regarding this $729,000 garage in Toronto, which again is on a 20 by 100 foot lot. The property taxes are more than $2,600 and it was listed in 2019 for $600,000. So it's jumped by $130,000 just in a couple of years. And it's a garage. Unbelievable. Rob, thanks for your time once again. Fantastic program. And thank you for listening to the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.